Hello? Sorry. Hello? Now I've got Wait, to remember what, what we're doing again. Hello? Chloe, is our, is our contribution to popular culture a train wreck? I don't know. Sure. It's a pretty sexy train wreck. Wait, what are we doing? Yeah. I had no Wait. idea this was going to be the podcast that would get us all going. Hello, comedian Chloe Black. I think you're funny. I want a hysterectomy. <laughs> or or you can laugh, me. either so, or. <laughs> Hello? Wait, what, what are we doing? Hey, I'm here. Comes with a free bottle. Right. <laughs> anything goes. Oh, anything goes. I love that song. Let it, let's get right up in that lap. Hello. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good. I'm good at freezing my butt off a bit. I keep I keep wanting the um, the weather to turn um, to good. <laughs> and... Um, I'm thinking of a few days ahead of Hobart in that way, <laughs> meaning that like I'm kind of like um, have been turn, turning on the heat in the house a little later each day, <laughs> but um, it gets to a point where I'm like, man, today's not the day, is it? <laughs> so I've got the heater on at my feet in the kitchen that I'm like trying to warm up. Yeah, there's a huge cold spell or, you know, like floods and rain and... Everything yeah. about to about to happen. <laughs> I've just been looking at Instagram. There's a gorgeous picture of video of um some kangaroos jumping through water. It's really weird to see. Oh wow! Awesome. <laughs> splash, yeah. doing, splash, doing, splash. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's 14 degrees today, but it's overcast and windy. So I guess that kind of makes it um, a miserable day by Hobart um, standards. <laughs> Right. I'm not um, not very familiar with the weather patterns in in Hobart, but I always assume that it's a nice amount colder than wherever I am. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, there's 26k winds today. That's no wonder it's doing it. crap. And so. I, I imagine if a wind, you know, if it's windy in Tasmania, it's colder because you're just surrounded by all that ocean. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it takes us for a while to heat up. But, you know, we've been having like 18, 17, 18 degree days. Even 16 degrees can actually be really nice because the sun actually has it comes through a bit brighter and the way in the way position we are on the globe. But, but yeah, today is like meh, <laughs> <laughs> You saying the position, position that you're in on the globe just made me think, it's really interesting that the the stock market cycle starts in New Zealand because oh, really? the first country wake up on the new day. <laughs> I <didn't> know. <laughs> yeah. So it's really I just think that's really funny. Yeah. Yes, time is money. <laughs> <laughs> but you, if you would have thought, like, given how thoroughly androcentric the whole world is western world is you would have thought that they would have designed it to start in spain or london or you know yeah, right. <laughs> it seems like a failure yeah. of design in a way but also yeah. a small the international day line is that just sort of like you know um I don't... Is, it, is it made up i mean can they can't they just change it <laughs> well that'd make a great name for like a short story i got stood up on the international date line <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, you know, can't they just shift it? So we're doing it here now. Well, somebody made so, it up at some point. So in theory, it could be moved, right? It's just made. Yeah, up. totally, totally. 
you know, it's interesting too. It's not a straight line. It's like a weird zigzag. It kind of has to incorporate a few um, island nations along the way. Is that okay. true? Yeah. I'll see if I can have a look at it online. I'll look at it. All right, but then the tapping is, I'm going to notice the tapping when I come back. And oh, I might have to I'll, I'll, yeah. Um, no, it's not. Is it even worse now? No, no. <laughs> I just was noticing it and I was thinking, I might not be minding it now, but I bet that it will bother me when I put, it, put the, not that I do. I mean, I'm sure that our, our welcome, welcome to our lovely chaos. Um, if you're just joining us from, you know, because I, think, I do think it's an open, an open space, isn't it? Welcome. Yeah. Welcome to this, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, it actually kind of backs out, backs in on itself. It's quite weird. Like if you look at it online, right, it goes up for a bit and then it branches off and then comes back around again. So it's almost like it's very weird. Tonga is kind of almost up in the is actually like closer to New Zealand. Maybe. I don't know. Where does the time start in the world? What happens if you fly across the international dateline? <laughs> <laughs> so your question is that, like, when does the time start in the world? It's under people also ask, which is a really rich source of humour. People also ask. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> like an imaginary line extending between the North Pole and the South Pole and arbitrarily demarcating each for the next, well, the Britannica, the Encyclopedia Britannica is pulling zero punches there. <laughs> <laughs> it corresponds along most of its length to the 180th meridian of longitude, but deviates, ooh, how deviant, eastward through the Bering Strait to avoid, si no, to avoid dividing Siberia. Then yeah. to include the Aleutian Islands with Alaska. Yeah. Good lord! Well, that's, that's just it, you know. Like you imagine being being on a payroll duty in Siberia, and they're like, "Well, did you like work last week or this week? <laughs> did you did you fill in your timesheet from today or yesterday?" <laughs> I've gone back in time and clocked on. <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop me. <laughs> yeah. Were you travelling that week? Can we reimburse you for Thursday? Because it's now. I would like you to reimburse me for the whole experience of a day not existing. Be like trying to reimburse people who miss their birthdays when they're on a flight. You know. <laughs> yeah, right. There should be a special category of travel insurance. Whereas if you're forced to miss your birthday, this is a real first world problem, clearly. But if you're forced to yeah. miss your birthday because of a flight across the international yeah. dateline. There should at least be like a voucher for the cheesecake factory. Or oh, something. I'm looking at that. Like, you know, you're about to become an adult and you're like, well, I've got to be 17 for another year. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like those people who are born born on 29th in, in the leap years and say, well, technically I'm only four, but they're really there for 16. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dog and cat years. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. You can't drink here. You're only four. <laughs> but I've pubesced. <laughs> Would you like to see? <laughs> but imagine you could get free entry to all sorts of places. 
I'm under five. Yeah, sure. Go on. <laughs> it's my it's my free my free kids meal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm traveling on the bus for free today, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I was not expecting this this little bit. Yeah, after a rocking start. This is <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you say rocking or rotten? <laughs> rocking. <laughs> R O C K I N G. In the free world, which yeah. is divided by an arbitrarily demarcation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, you can just imagine, though, kind of like some country going, oh, look, guys, we just really want to make up a few, like, make up a, make up a bit of money. So we're just going to um, pay to, to move the international date line. <laughs> like, oh, I can imagine people trying to do it for money. I When I first was reading this bit in the Britannica, I thought it said it was going to avoid Siberia. Like, like out of, you know, as an anti-Russian thing. <laughs> right. But, yeah. No Wednesday for you. <laughs> <laughs> the Kremlin says no Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we've got them. We've got ourselves. We're on to their game. Yeah, this is hilarious. I love it. It's like some sort of warped Ursula Le Guin short story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? Putin's probably just about crazy enough to say something like "No Wednesdays for anybody" unless they go to Ukraine. Yeah, totally. Oh, that's yeah. dragged on so long, but I'm so looking forward to the downfall of Putin. Oh yeah. Is it? Is it on the cards? You think? <laughs> for a I do. It's either that or nuclear annihilation for the whole planet. Ooh, so okay. this might be our last episode. We don't know. <laughs> Nobody yeah. knows. That's- yeah. You know, Vlad, Vlad, dude. Yep, Vlad the Deflator. <laughs> <laughs> Just bringing you down. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you have left your down. You have left your down. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I was still laughing at that joke. Oh yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I think it might make a good title for the episode. <laughs> Vlad the deflator. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to we show don't... up on any Kremlin blacklist. Not that I'm, yeah. I, I. We don't want to start any, an international incident, but we no. can like. <laughs> Not like those people that made that that movie about interviewing Kim Jong Un or whatever. Do you think that? <laughs> yes, the interview. Not see that coming. <laughs> no. Yes, yeah, crippling. Yeah, it was Seth Rogen actually. So and who was the other guy? Seth Rogen, James Franco debacle. That's right. Yeah, is that yeah. it? I'm sorry, before James Franco was so merrily cancelled. Tap, tap, tap. What are you doing? Are you doing a pit? Oh, I'm pouring a drink right now. So oh, okay. Pouring. What was that tapping? It was, might have been me reaching the bottle off the table, perhaps. Oh, okay. I'm very, I realize, No, it's fine because I've realised that being sensitive to sounds and smells and stuff, it's like there's a bit of a conspiracy at play in the world at the moment that's trying to remind me that I probably do have ADHD because, hmm. I mean, and I don't want to join, you know, I don't want to take the shine off you. <laughs> oh, no, you know, it, it, the honeymoon's over. Like, Wouldn't that be rude? I'm happy, to share, I'm happy to share that shine with somebody else now. Are you really, actually, how are you going? Because I, I was listening back to the episode with Ash, which was so funny and so lovely, and it, clearly he had listened. 
only kid. I still love the yeah. idea of him walking around Botanic Park shouting, Lachey, Lachey. <laughs> but um, I'm going well. I kind of had a bit of a medication break yesterday, um, only really because I couldn't afford them and I was waiting for my pay to go through. But a forced break was good to me. It kind of made me realise that, oh, my brain's not going to turn to mush if I don't have it for a day. And um, Something's happening. Can... Something's tapping. Is it the cat? Can you hear it now? That. Like I'm not moving anything. Is What's it stopped? It's still going. I don't know. Maybe if I move the table a bit. Yeah, that, that? There, that did, that's doing it then. It's like... Um, it's nudging the table. So I think the table has uneven legs. And so maybe it, uh, I'll try and minimise that. <laughs> that would be good. That Because it's quite tappy. It, it would be quite hard to take a sound like that out because it's sort of... It's, yeah. it's like when you um, like when you're cooking. There are some ingredients that if you've put too much in, you just can't take it out. And it sounds a bit like that. If you like, if if the one sound that you don't want is really, really at a frequency that, like, the talking and the music's not really using, mm. you can get it out. You can use like a frequency filter, and it's it's really quite fun. Um, yeah, yeah. But when you get a sound that's sort of sitting right at the same level as you're talking, which is that tick, 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 tick sound, which I don't know what it is yet. All right. So keep telling me if it kind of turns up because I'm not hearing it from my end, but like. Oh, you can't hear it. Okay. Well, I, right. I will definitely let you know if it starts doing it because it will just sort of render, it will render the file a bit useless because no, it, oh, no. Okay. you wouldn't want to listen to. Actually, it reminds me of this time that I did an interview with a musician who I really, really liked and I was a bit intimidated by and he kept tapping on the desk and we had a desk-mounted microphone and by the time I got the courage up to, <laughs> to say, please don't do that, um, it was too late and it, it was just, no, yeah. the interview never got heard because oh, no. it's okay. just like, Oh no! Yeah, yeah, right. Like that. Did you? Hear, you could hear that. I've yeah. done that on on our Ed Radio. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah we don't want to. He had a ring, and he was tapping the ring on the table. Oh no! Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to put too much turmeric in the, or uh, coriander in the ring in the remix. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yes, yes. Don't over. Don't over salt the um, the cake. Uh, there's there, that's, a, that's a that's a thing, isn't it? One of those little things that people say you know over over salt or something yeah right yeah one of those little sayings yeah too many cooks spoil the broth <laughs> yeah like one of them don't over salt the something or you know mm -hmm. it'll be like an old folksy sort of wisdom yeah yeah i i would have a look on my phone but i'm worried about bringing back the ticking noise <laughs> 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 or just basically imagine this 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 piece of wisdom coming up to you with a shawl over its hair holding out an apple. Yeah, of course. That kind of, of looking wisdom. Yeah. Witchy. So, ah, don't yeah. Ah. I'm actually I have my phone in my hand. I'm gonna look it up now, so don't No no, I'm I'm curious enough myself. I will see if I can find it. So over salt. Is over salt one word? I, think I don't know. Over salt, somersault. Um, 
There's lots of weird things about salt. Mm -hmm. Salt's a very significant thing in our um, world. Oh, look, there's 10 German expressions with salt. Oh, here we go. To over-salt someone's soup, to ruin something someone has made or planned. In English, okay, put a spoke in your wheel. Isn't that great? Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Don't oversalt the soup. <laughs> Salz und Brot macht Wengen rot. Salt and bread turn your cheeks rosy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so, Germany. <laughs> yes, we do. No, Wednesday. Jemanden die Suppen wir salzen. Oh, there we go. That's the old oversalt somebody soup. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so what is it to 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 ruin something someone something someone's planned? Is that right? Like, yeah, to ruin something someone has made or planned. Right. <laughs> There's another one that says you spit in someone's soup, and it just says so. If you have enemies, it might be safer not to leave your stew unattended. <laughs> <laughs> not in Germany. Oh no. no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here's another one about salt. The food is too salty. You must be in love. People who had recently fallen in love did not taste salt. <laughs> a single people or those in long-term relationships. Wow. Okay. I, okay. You become a bit salty. Is that what? Oh, I love that expression. I was a bit salty about that. I was. <laughs> yeah, totally right. Hmm. Oh my God, listen to this one. Here's a great one. Alte Ziegen lecken auch gern Salz. It means old goats also like to lick salt, and it means older people still have sexual needs too. Are you like on German Google or something? I'm on Deutsche Welle. I'm on Deutsche Welle, and there's more. Do you want me to see if there's anything else? Let's go. I'm loving it. Einen Schinken. By im im salze. I have a ham in his salts. Literally, literally means something is still stewing, still to deliver or to take care of, or you need to repay someone something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hang out with Jeffrey anymore? Mm, I, I still I, there's, there's something very murdery about that one, isn't it? It's like uh, he sleeps with the fishes, with concrete shoes, if you yeah. know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Which, of course, we all do. You've killed it. Yeah. Have you left that job yet? Mm, I still have too much ham in the salt. <laughs> <laughs> I still have my ham in the salt. But mm. <laughs> that's amazing. But the old goat likes to lick that's it. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> you say it with a, a sultry act, uh, like a sultry voice as well. Like, <laughs> still like to lick salt. Mm. <laughs> oh my god, that gives new meaning to salty, though, doesn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. Sexy old goat, I love it. I just start calling people sexy old goats. That's good. <laughs> oh you, oh you, sexy old goat. A sexy old goat, because there's randy old goat, isn't there? But that's usually referred to a bloke, whereas I think a salty old goat sounds like a woman. Exactly, exactly. But it's almost like you know. Randy old goat is kind of like something you'd say to almost chastise someone for being a bit leery, but uh, you know, salty old goat is like, <laughs> like you know, takes the edge off a bit. It's a bit playful, I think. It certainly doesn't feel as rude as some things that old women are called. Yeah, oh, I keep thinking about old goats as men. That's all. Sorry, 
I didn't realize it when. <laughs> you know? It's one of those. Uh, it's one of those animals where there is a different word for the males, isn't there? Like, is a a, a male goat's a billy goat, right? I think so. But yeah. a regular, but a female's just a regular goat. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's nothing regular about women, there, Hermione. <laughs> God, very, very good at standing on slopes in high heels. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, balance. Hang on. We got nannies and bucks. So female goats are referred to uh, as uh, a does, a doe or a nanny, and uh, males are called bucks or billies. God. Um, a salty old buck. Now that is vivid. Yes. <laughs> Salty old nanny sounds pretty funny as well. Yeah, exactly. Aren't you a salty nanny? Like, ooh. <laughs> There's some yeah. doubters on who's that one. Salty, who's a salty Billy then? <laughs> <laughs> and so a male sheep or goat is called a ram. Okay, so we've got ram as well. Like, um, again, for female goat, we have our oh, doe, our oh, nanny. So, yeah, like it's kind of weird though because doe and buck are almost kind of like for other animals as well, it's like deers and stuff. Uh, yes, know, like kits, kittens, because a, a kitten is a baby rabbit, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty sure that baby rabbits are also called kittens. Let me see if that's oh, true. I'm going to have a look too. We are making, the, making Google work for our money. Baby, oh, baby rabbits are called kittens. Oh my god! Oh my god! Is it called a litter as well? I don't know, but oh my god! One of my friends on Twitter, she posted this picture of some crows, and and the the t caption was so funny. She said, "Um, hello, police. I'd like to report a murder." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do love that. That's great. I thought that was so clever. Yeah, I love a parliament house. There's another meme that like went around. It's very popular. You might have seen it. It's just a picture of two crows side by side, and it says attempted murder. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it! I think I might have seen that one. I yeah. yeah, I love animal memes. You know, like that dog making the face to say that it's made a bad joke, like the dad joke. Dog. <laughs> yes, I love that one. Yeah, exactly. I love a good um. Like collective noun, collective nouns are so fun. Oh, they! I've got a whole book of them, like a kids' book. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, it's one. I don't know where it is. I don't think it got destroyed in the fire, but it. I think it was called a Parliament of Owls or something. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. I love making them up. Like, <laughs> but, um, one that I heard before wasn't not was a, a bunch of bankers, which I thought was good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, I like, yeah, that one's good too. Also, and, like, one of my favourites was, like, one of my own, a callback of comedians. And, um, <laughs> a callback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there was another which is, like, a bit more, like, or well, my friend had said a Tarago of comedians because, you know, the, 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 two of, the two of us of choice for um, entertainment on the road is the Tarago band. So... <laughs> Someone said, "Oh, it's a Tarago of comedians." I can, I can, I can imagine calling something like the Yaris of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> I 
having yaris yaris it's like the the um the hand grenade holy hand grenade of antioch someone put that up on <laughs> Twitter just the other day and i was god that's funny the holy hand grenade of antioch yeah totally i love python i'm glad that yeah. python haven't been completely cancelled because i don't know no, how to cope no. with that we haven't lost anyone from the goodies or Aside from John Cleese, who's a bit right wing, but that's not really surprising, surely. I mean, isn't he? Like, oh my god, I'm just trying to look. Isn't it? Isn't Bill Oddie the only like remaining goodie alive? Don't tell me Graham Garden's dead. Is Graham Garden dead? I don't know. Oh, we're so sad of Graham Garden. I have got the biggest crush on Graham Garden. Just beautiful, I think. That's Graham Garden, isn't it? No, Graham Garden. He is still alive and living in Aberdeen. Yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Thank God. But Timbrook Taylor died of COVID, right? Yeah, Timbrook Taylor got taken by COVID, by the COVID raptor. And there was this, yeah. yeah, that was very sad. That was very, very sad. I didn't know that Graham Garden was Scottish. He's um uh David. His first name is really David. David Graham Garden, O B E. Um, is a Scottish comedian and a real dish. <laughs> when he was younger, I always I had crushes on him from that crazy episode about the radio and also the tulips from Amsterdam one where they're breeding the fish. Uh, always, but the songs that get stuck in my head because of that show. Oh, totally. Funky Gibbon. <laughs> and, um, and Run. I remember Run was a great show. I'm running. <laughs> Yeah. Really know, that was one. really Bill Oddie. Like, Bill Oddie was the songwriter. Oh, he was too, yeah. yeah. And he, I think, he collaborated. I'm just going to, now that I've got Google, oh, hmm. I'm going to see if Bill Oddie um, ever, oh, not Billy Oddie. Oh, that reminds me, though. What about that amazing, oh, we talked about that last week, Bill Eilish, Billy, Billy Eilish. Wow, Bill Oddie is one Oh, no, that's not very tall. No, <laughs> <laughs> Oddie is one foot and seven inches tall. I'm like, how could it be possible that Bill Oddie was so much taller than I thought? No, it's my brain and my eyes failing too. <laughs> so he's still going. William Edgar Oddie, O-B-E. Oh, they must all have OBEs. How wonderful. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that makes, I think that gives value, value. I know he's a real um, conservation person, Bill Oddie. Yeah. That, oh, no, yeah, that's what I was going to look up. Bill Oddie, did he ever do work with He's Neil a bird. No, I was thinking about Neil Innes. What, what? I think that Neil Innes, I mean, they would have been part of, they definitely would have known each other because, um, so there's this, the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band, which are one of my favourite musical acts because oh, they're great. Yeah, oh, yeah. at this one point in my life, um, it, I was being played a lot of Bonzos by some friends who I was regularly hanging out with and, you know, they were very witty sort of British outpost thinkers, very bright and very funny and, um, yeah. Still, still some of my favourite people. And, um, yeah, I really love the Bonzos. And I, I find that they sort of, 
in a way they're one of those sort of um secret handshake bands you know like if you've both heard of the bonzos you yeah. there's a there's a real appreciation for for the, another person who also knows them you know it's a real love moment and you can because there's so many songs there's like hundreds of songs they were like um I'm getting confused. They're not to be confused with the Bonzo, Gonzo Dog Band? No. The Bonzo They're... Dog Doodah Band and the Bonzo Dog Band and the Bonzos, that's all the same thing. Gonzo Journalism, that's like Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm trying to think because like, I remember, I'm trying to think my, my musical history, I got introduced to a bunch of bands, including the Bonzo, um, from a friend of mine who was really listening to lots of Manchester UK music. And they, you know, introduced me to more Chiba and a bunch of other bands. Oh, um, more Chiba, I remember them. I never actually heard or got into them. I might have heard them. But, um. It's sort of like every cafe in Melbourne played for, for a whole, like, couple of years. Oh, a bit <laughs> Some... like Air. Air's Moon Safari. Oh, yeah. It's Miracle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Virtual humanity. Yeah. And that, that sort of flamenco band. As well, that was everywhere. Yeah, Gypsy Kings. Maybe. Humble, want your coffee. Humble, humble. It is one of those sorts of songs that might possibly become a one-hit wonder. You know, like Macarena style. I like those. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing is, I when I worked in a dirty bookshop in Melbourne. You worked in like, a dirty bookshop. Yeah, yeah, in the nineties, I worked in the. I worked there for about nine months, and all we listened to the whole time was Aqua and um, the Gypsy Kings. <laughs> the worst. I was like just surrounded by images of people in, engaged in some of the most crazy and vanilla sex I'd ever seen. But oh like, my god, that is like that's really kind of fruity and spicy and robotic and awkward. Yes, it's very weird. I used to kind of try and make a joke out of it and say, well, I worked there for nine months, so about the same time it makes to takes to make a baby. I watched a lot of people make babies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and half of them came out like a Swedish pop group and half of them came out like a salt-of-the-earth mariachi band. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I remember what I really loved was that what's so odd is that the gay porno section was also doubled as our tea and coffee room. <laughs> And um, and so you would come in the morning and maybe you're a bit hungover or feeling worse to wear. And so, but you would make a coffee and you would have to move uh, the amyl out of the way to get to the milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny! I love it. But also, I had to tell you something which you reminded me of by saying amyl because amyl, amyl, and the sniffers. There was an interview with Karen O from the Yeah Yeah Yeahs in the Guardian the other day. And she gave a shout out to Amel and the Sniffers and said that like that they were her favourite band and I was like that's so cool. Really, yeah. it was a great yeah. actually. It was a great little um line that she, that that Karen O said because I love Karen O. I think she's very cool. Yeah, exactly. Oh, she's wonderful, and I think you know, and she's gorgeous to boot and all that too. Yeah, she is beautiful. She's talking about um, uh, yeah. So it's called. It's an interview and it only came out the other day on the 2nd of October. So, um, and she's talking about that hairstyle of hers, but I do want to just find it because it's really, it's a lovely bit. 
what contemporary music are you most excited by? And she's like, one of my favorite records was Comfort Me by Amal and the Sniffers. I just love Amy so much. I think she's the real deal. And the record is this incredible combo of heart, grace, and balls to the wall punk. Yeah, brilliant. Awesome. That is a really nice compliment. Oh, totally. I just love their work. Like, they're just sort of taking over the world. I remember being in the one of the vinyl collecting groups I'm in online, like someone just saying, like, you know, every, like, for about a month there, everyone was showing off their Amelo Sniffers vinyl. But then they were just being championed. They had such a strong fan base. And I was like, who is this band? Everyone's talking about them. The yeah. nice thing I saw, I saw one of the videos. I was like, "Oh, I get it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all in." <laughs> I remember you. You got me to watch some mutts can't be muzzled, and I felt like I was watching it after, like a bit like porn. Like it was a bit of a secret. I was like, "I really just want to watch that girl shake her bum again." That was so gorgeous. <laughs> in those weird. Yeah, there's a bit of that. In there was a bit of that. Too. Glossy football shorts, and she's just like, "Here's my bum!" Ah! And I'm like, "Oh my god." I'm really interested in looking at this, but I also feel like it's not my brand, so it's a secret. But she also just has so much energy, and her oh, whole like, yeah. whole demeanor. She's probably, there's nothing fake or or, or performative about. No, she's real. She's genuine, is it? She she's pure. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I I really like her too. I don't know if she would like me. She probably wouldn't like me. She'd probably think I was a dickhead. <laughs> If I ever get the chance to set up a meeting with her and you, I'll see what I'll see how we go. We can test that out. You know what? If, <laughs> I ever get to, if we ever get to interview her or have her on as a guest, I will let you do most of the talking because my Adelaide-ness might clash with, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm aware that there's an element of, yeah, I don't really know how to describe it. I, I mean, I think every time I say dance and plant. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to your castle. Oh well. Oh, I I just find the Victorian accent a little bit grating and vulgar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Nigel. I'm just afraid of the working class. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that young ones? No, that was a um, big train. They have that wonderful take on Hitchcock's The Birds, where like the woman's like. The front yard gets taken over by all these sort of cockney gents. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all, she goes out of the front door and they're like, I love, I love, I love, I love, I love. <laughs> If you haven't seen it, I'll find it for you. You should watch it. And she says, I'm sorry, Nigel, I just don't. There's something very unsettling to me about the working class. <laughs> you know, that's. It's just very funny. But I'll it find was the clip. That whole um, Mrs. Bouquet, you know, like she, that was a class based. Wasn't it? Oh yeah, of course. That's right. And these was it birds of a feather. The show about the two wives with the with their husbands in prison and stuff. I mean, well, that's I do so think Shit's Creek is very similar because you've got Jocelyn and Roland, and then you've got Johnny and Moira, and they're sort of forced to socialise. And you know, they're because I'm I'm I've realised because I'm watching Shit's Creek, and I've I started back at the beginning. And I realised that I got so excited by the direction that it was heading in that I stopped watching it and and um, <laughs> saved it for later or something because there are episodes in the later part of the last season I haven't seen at all. So I'm actually watching them for the first time at the moment and it's so much fun. It's so awesome. delightful. Yeah. I have to really commit to watching the rest of that. 
But um, you, I'm just gonna call up. I'm just gonna call up the clue this clip, and I'll send it to you. Okay, cool. Yes, do it. But, I'll send it to you in like Facebook Messenger. All right, I will. You know, it was like, um, let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. <laughs> Don't put Amel in your coffee. <laughs> You're laughing so much. <laughs> I just watched it. All right. <laughs> it's great, right? That's so, so clever. And then, the, and then the, you can tell the real film fans because, like, first it's Simon Pegg pecking at her. It's a dummy. <laughs> yeah, totally, right? Oh, it's so good. It is so good. Oh, my God. I, lo I love sketch comedy. I think that's. You know, that's so high up on my list of things I want to be involved in. Just one of these little much-loved, short-lived shows that... Um... Yeah. Oh, I do have a story for you, though, which relates to this. So when when I was on my holiday, we went, you know, took the... went up to Far North Queensland. It's quite a long flight. And uh, yeah. there's this in-flight entertainment where, uh, you know, we were flying with Virgin, which I do like, and it's like got Wi-Fi on the plane. Anyway, so there's this sort of preloaded entertainment app and you can watch it and, you know, if you've got your device with you. Yeah. And, um, I had on the flight up, I was looking at what was on it and they had this film that I had really, really, really wanted to see. It was just like top of my list of films that I wanted to see called How, yeah. How to Please a Woman. Which is oh, I've heard of this film. Yeah, right. It's such a delightful premise for a film, and what is it about again? Oh, I'll well, I'll, I don't want to spoil it. Just watch it. It's so okay. brilliant. It's so clever, and it's so lovely. And it's got um, people like Ros Hammond are oh, in. Yeah. I didn't even realize it was an Australian film. Um, it's also got Tasma Walton in it. She's really good in it, and yeah, lots right. of other women yeah. are just amazing. And some lovely blokes are in it too, really, uh, some really beautiful fellas. And, um, but the star of the film is Sally Phillips. And I love Sally Phillips. I get really excited about seeing her name in the credits for anything. Yeah. And it, to me, it all started with this, this, um, film. I know that it's not where most people first saw her, but it was this film about a football club and Vinnie Jones was like an ex-prisoner who ended up playing football and Sally Phillips was working at the yeah. football club. <laughs> um, anyway, I just loved her. And ever since yeah. then, I sort of have kept an eye out for her. I've seen a lot a lot of other things that she did. She made this really funny film that was a bit like um, Warrior Princess, um, sort of this or, sort of cave, cave woman-y type film, which was really funny. Yeah. Um, I'm just having a look at it now. It looks great. It's on... It's um, so lovely. It, well, yes, and so it was two hours long and, and I knew that I would have a chance to watch it possibly on the way back. I didn't have any headphones, so went to the tech shop at the airport and I bought myself the cheapest pair of headphones because I, I didn't have my nice ones with me. And, um, yeah. and I told my family, so I've got my son on my right and my daughter on my left, and I say to both of them, okay, you guys, you've got your own devices, you've got colouring pencils, you've got headphones sort yourselves out mummy is watching a film had to stake out this space and defend my territory and um so 
I started watching it and it was having all this trouble buffering and it would open in Chrome and then it would crash in Chrome and I would go bugger this and copy the link and open it in Safari and get it to work and then it would buffer again. I'd be like, no, 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 I am <laughs> watching this film. And I managed to, like, the, the last few minutes of the film, I managed to watch them. So basically they turned on the in-flight, that's it, folks, no more entertainment just as the credits started to roll and I practically went ah! <laughs> oh, I watched a film oh my god I watched the film and it was so good and I sent this tweet out when I when I got back and I said the movie that I really 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 wanted to watch was on in in-flight entertainment with Sally Phillips and it's got Ros Hammond and and Tasma Walton and it's delightful it's called How to Please a Woman you should watch it and then one one day like maybe a day later I logged back in and I saw in my notifications, Sally yeah. Phillips liked your tweet. And I went, oh. Oh, Gorgeous. That's great. I sent a screenshot of it to my mum. I said, Mom, Sally Phillips liked my tweet. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. Amazing. Oh, it made my day. And not Isn't that weird? I mean, yeah. I remember, and this is so, so silly, but this is over 10 years ago. I tweeted about, I tweeted, uh, I wish there's a, Italian film composer Fabio Fritzi, and I wished him a happy 70th birthday or something. And um, yeah, he liked my tweet as well. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> my other favourite one, though, is this really wonderful Australian writer, Elizabeth Jolly, and she's on Twitter. And I was like, is this really Elizabeth Jolly? Like, are you, is this, are you really Elizabeth Jolly? <laughs> yeah, right. Every now and then I'll just write tagger in something go at elizabeth jolly like if it's about australian writing or something and she'll really? like it. We'll love it yeah awesome that's great so yeah she was in smack the pony oh okay that makes it she was a writer I on smack the pony i remember that show yeah right awesome awesome yeah so clever dune mckeechan fiona allen and sally phillips sketch brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh my god, Amanda Holden was in that. <laughs> Amanda Holden bit just makes me think, sorry, this is not gonna be funny. Um all right. uh, you're allowed to not be funny, Marty. You're allowed okay. to be funny on occasion. That's good because I actually this is, a, this, is a, this is a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> I do love you. I love our cubby house in the podcast world. Cause <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We can be two kids with a tape recorder just like anybody. Yeah. Yeah, no borrowers allowed. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, you know, maybe we misspell boys in some really cute way. So, you know, like, be boys no like allowed. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard not to go off on a tangent and think about whether or not a setup has got enough. What I would imagine, you like? Well, I was imagining spelling it boys, B-U-O-Y, but then I was thinking that's really only funny if you know what that they are. Yeah, it's more of like a nautical. You know, if, you, if, we, if, we, if we had a, a pirate ship, like that would make so much sense to have a big sign. Oh, yes. Perhaps, it's, perhaps it is a not really the thing, but yes, Sally Phillips, I love her. Yeah, awesome. awesome. And, uh, <laughs> and it was my, my mum's response was like, oh, what a wonderful world we live in. I was thinking that's great. That's <laughs> so cute. That's and my mum's quite good at writing letters to famous people. I know we had a signed photograph of Sir Ben Kingsley, who's always been one of my mum's absolute favourite actors. And yeah, yeah. so I've grown up seeing, like, I've 
most most people could probably name a couple of Ben Kingsley movies. I reckon I could name about twelve. Yeah, he's seen them, <laughs> and every time yeah. every time he's in something else, I have to send my mum a message. Mum, Ben's in this one. Mum, yeah, right. Ben's in this one. I think it's a Sexy Beast, uh, Gandhi, um, and uh, and well, gosh, he was in um, Iron Man three. <laughs> was he? I oh, see. I I think of movies like um, Harem, Betrayal, Silas Marner. Um, oh, wow, yeah, okay, all the deep dives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mum's just brilliant for that. I, I mean, I think she's she's really taught me. I've picked it up from her, you know, that sort of loving an actor and following an actor. Um, she loves yeah. Alan Bates, for example, absolutely loves Alan Bates. Oh, my God, yeah. I've heard so much about Alan Bates in my life. And, yeah. and I guess it's kind of, yeah, very specialised knowledge in a way. I mean, it's not like anybody mm. could acquire it if you wanted it. But she had this great book about um, cinema, the history of cinema, and it went like right from the, you know, 19 teens through to about 1984 1983 1984 it was all the the best actors and films from those eras and i would just flip through and read about these actors i could have read that book any given moment it was my summer holiday fun thing to do just look through it so i you know i knew about people like irene dunn and and I would go, oh, I've read about this film. I must watch it, you know. And that is mm. it's a great way. It's like my dad, my dad had a copy of this book, uh, my, um, The Encyclopedia of Science Fiction. And oh, um, no. it was a full-colour book with these beautiful illustrations through it. And, like, I used to pour through it every weekend. It was just, like, something that, you know, was always something fascinating in there. Yeah, um, it's, an, it's I, a really rich resource, isn't it? Yeah, and when I moved to Hobart, like, my first week in Hobart, I saw a copy of it in Livy's bookstore for eight dollars. Like, and I was like, "Oh no way!" I have, I have found the coolest, you know, um, place to live. <laughs> <laughs> it's your happy but, place. Yeah, it is. I love I love Hobart. I kind of I think about moving, but then I realise that almost every city in um, the country is a bit of a rental crisis going on now. Anyway. Oh, it's such a difficult time to be a human. I mean, I feel so yeah. sorry for all of us. But I think I've become a little bit um, prepared for the worst. You know? Yeah. Mm. I, I, um, I'm not really, uh, you know, at the mercy of the trappings of the material world. I'm just sort of... Yeah. I'm not, and and I don't want that in my life. Like I don't want, I don't use Alexa or Siri. I don't believe in cryptocurrency. I don't like hmm. plastic or electronic products that aren't necessary. I just don't want to yeah. be part of that. I've, and I think there's always been a certain percentage of the population, people who are just like that. They like gardens and looking at the trees and, you know, yeah, sure. You know, out for birds and sitting still and being peaceful is like I find that so rewarding. Mm, absolutely. That's one of those things where, like, you know, you know, when you put up, oops, sorry, that was a big clack. That was my glasses falling off my face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, it's one of those things where 
you know, someone invites you on a hike or you go outside or somewhere in nature and if you're not used to it, you go, oh, I'm not sure I'm going to like this. Yeah. And then when you do it, it's, a, it's a, this incredibly fulfilling uh, experience. And you go, oh, yeah, I should do this a lot. This feels healthy, <laughs> you know. And you come home saying, oh, my God, that was so amazing. And the person who told you to go and had to deal with all of your whining and complaining and reluctance gets to watch you looking beatific about the the outcome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you finally eat a healthy meal after eating crap for maybe a week and you eat a salad, you eat a salad and you actually feel the nutrients entering your body and you go, oh, hang on a sec. You drink some water when you're like, you, you really were thirsty for water and, and it's just like it tastes so delicious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, well, how, I used to make this joke, a statement I used to say all the time, like how much does water remind you how good water is? I like that. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, because every time you get to the end of the glass of water and you're like, there's a whole tap of this stuff. <laughs> oh, it's amazing that people could ever take it for granted. I get really furious when I read these articles about, you know, some new mine about to open and it's right on the Murray-Darling yeah. River. You know, just think, oh, my God, do you realise how miserable we will all be if the only water that we're able to drink is stuff we have to buy? And I yeah, guess it's exactly. really not yeah. that. I mean, it's not that far off that now. I mean, we have water bills and, you know, water rationing and there's a lot yeah. of water, but it's just, I don't know, there's something so magical about that natural world before it got spoiled by humans. I mean, that's the thing, right? You know, like, can you, I mean, if you had told anybody in the 80s that, you know, in the future people will buy water from, in a bottle from a shop, <laughs> like, not, not from the tap and they won't fill it up on the way, they'll buy it yeah, they'll think that that's normal. And also that the oceans will be so full of plastic that certain seabirds don't survive because their stomachs are so full of plastic that they can't even digest food if they could eat it. Ugh, yeah, for sure. On that extremely depressing note... Are we calling it? <laughs> I, have to, I have to log in and do something um, quickly with my university people, although I'm not going to get very much done, but, you know, it's the thought that counts. And I do also have to tell you that I'm about to become something of an expert in bench rest rifle shooting because I'm typesetting a book for my dad. And oh, my good, dad's good. a very keen shooter. And um, Amazing. I'm helping him out by typesetting the book and he's helping me out by giving me something to typeset. It's actually great. It's really cool and fun. Um, brilliant, brilliant. But there's a lot of bullets and lots of precision talk and yeah, sure. He's very thorough, my dad. Yeah, sounds it. I mean, that's a pretty that's a pretty niche book too. <laughs> exactly, and like it's it's um you know it purports to be a beginner's guide, but doesn't feel very beginnery to me. But you know, it probably is pretty thorough. It's as thorough as he could possibly make it. Put it that way, and um yeah, and it's it's really. It's an interesting, that's like spending time with him, isn't it? I guess that's the thing with those sorts of projects. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You get to know the person behind it, even if, you, even if you're not interacting with them in real time. Yeah, for sure. That's well, the thing. I fell in love with Elizabeth Murdoch, sorry. Not Ro Rupert Murdoch. I don't like him at all. I would like to see him burned alive. But Elizabeth. <laughs> well, yeah, I know a guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Does he? <laughs> with deficiency no but like he um yeah 
she she did this interview and I, I was editing the interview to put it, we were making a CD of this interview and blah, 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 blah. And so I was spending a lot of time in a small studio listening to her voice and her way of speaking and she's mm. just so majestically calm and dignified and, you know, generous. Yeah, right. and, you know, it just it's just amazes me that that's where Rupert came from. doesn't make sense. Yeah, right. Wow, yeah. How could this absolutely beautiful person create the world's most problematic individual? And I do believe that he is the single most problematic individual on the planet. Yeah. And, you know, even Hitler's mum must have felt pretty bad. <laughs> so, you know. Oh, yeah. There's some, oh, my God, there are some tyrants and despots and autocrats that you really don't want to be the mother of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like going to say, have you seen the new Jeffrey Dahmer show? Like the new- oh, I started, I must admit, I started to watch it and it felt so drawn out and predictable that I thought, I don't need this. I know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen it all. You know. I know, yeah, and it, it felt very um, uh, horror porn, you know, kind of like. Yeah, yeah. I don't enjoy those feelings. Like I prefer those shows where the female detective the crusty old middle-aged female detective is finding the body the next morning. I don't want to watch it all happen. Yeah, yeah. I just think there's a funny bit that I was, um, me and Samantha were watching it, and there's something that tickled me as very funny is that uh, they sit down with Jeffrey Dahmer's father. Did you have any idea that your son was a homosexual? And he kind of nervously drinks some coffee, like he's just sort of taking this museum for the first time. And then they say, we've just come back from your son's house. We found, you know, six human skulls and three hearts in the fridge and a human head, like, in the oven. And I just thought it'd be really funny if the dad looked at them and went, homosexual, you say? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. He's gay. (laughs) (laughs) Burying the lead a little bit there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, it does, uh, like, I'm, I'm going to stop trying to summarise things. I will try and possibly watch that, but I would rather just watch that. Oh, you know, it's, it's actually it, I mean, it's just, perfectly you know, good story. I don't really. <laughs> it, you know, it took up a couple of days of entertainment for me. It was fine. And, you know, it was like entertaining. And I'm a sick weirdo who has a kind of penchant for uh, true crime. So it was good. Actually, if you are if you are a sick weirdo with a penchant for true crime, there was this amazing German um, serial killer series, and I think it was on Disney Plus. And it was all <laughs> sounds about, a little off, man. <laughs> it, was, it was like a real, it was true crime, and it was about this woman, um, Dig Deeper, yeah, it's on Netflix. Big right. Deeper, The Disappearance of Birgit Meyer, and it is so good. It's only oh four goodness. episodes, and it's amazing. I really, I, I mean, in as much as you can I'm, enjoy that yeah. stuff, it's really good. Yeah. So, yeah, Dig Deeper, Disappearance of Birgit, Birgit Meyer, and it's all in German, but it's, it's really good. Awesome. Uh, tell me what you think. Awesome. Right. awesome. I, better, I had better shuffle off to Buffalo and... Yeah. Uh, say good night. This is great. Good night, everyone, and um, good night, Australia. Yes, yeah, so and thanks for thanks for joining us. It's always, you know, message us whatever if you want to develop that parasocial relationship. Go on, you know, you want to. Yeah. Um, exactly. we really, 
exactly like we sound. So fear us not or fear us deeply, whichever takes you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, we well, love you, everyone. And see, see.